What's up, everybody? We're back. It's another episode of Points and Doings. We're headed into week six. We're getting into the, the thick of it, as the kids say on the TikToks. But, you know, I never do it alone, even though people just, you know, not be showing up sometimes. But happy birthday, Travis. He's out. He's at Disneyland or something. Tyler just went to Disneyland. Now Travis is at Disneyland. But Tyler's here. Tyler, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing all right. I am here, you know. How was your fantasy week? Uh, it was, it was, it was brutal. I, uh, I won one very in, in convincing fashion and I lost one in, in a heartbreaking fashion to where I'm 0 and 5 in that league. That's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And this is the league, which we do have the commissioner, Johnny Roca on for getting ready to do the commission corner. So, yeah, any, so let's any, just yeah, it's too early for this already. I'm having a great time. So we're going to get right into it. Johnny Roque is here with us. It is Commissioner's Corner. We do not have Travis. He is out doing Travis things, but Tyler will take over as the role of Travis. So Tyler, take it away. I will. So everybody, welcome to the Commissioner's Corner. Johnny Roca. it's a pleasure to hear your voice, my friend. How are we doing this morning? Uh, doing doing good, man. I, I I just woke up a little while ago, man. So this is uh, like I said, we're nighttime podcasters, so this is a little different. Um, before we get started, man, I want to touch a little bit more on uh, on your loss here, man. In the uh, in our what is the name of our league now? This is the end zone. This is the end zone. <laughs> yep. Oh and five. Uh, you just completed a tr- we just completed a trade recently, and you're gonna play your brother next week. So how are you feeling at this point? I'm a little more confident now with, with the trade, uh, you know, even though, uh, you know, to break down the trade for the people I did trade with, with Johnny over here. Uh, I gave up Joe Mixon, AJ Brown and uh, Robert Woods. And I got back Nick Chubb. I got back uh, Antonio Brown and I got Sterling Shepard. So a little bit lower ranked guys, but just the headache I had been getting with AJ Brown and Robert Woods um, I'm happy to to kind of relieve myself from that to get out of that. Uh, it's like leaving a toxic relationship, you know. It, right. you, you just feel you feel a little bit better at the end of the day, even though you know. Yeah, so it'd be the bad end date off for sure. Yeah, so you know, still still zero and five. I do face Travis, which it it it, it pains me, and I I went through it last year when I had this slow start in the league where. I was losing a lot of games, but I would look at everybody else's and I go, if I played anybody else this week, I'm winning. And there, I, I think there was maybe two or three guys that if I would have played them, I still would have lost, but yeah. I would have beat a majority of the league last week. Well, interesting fact here, your brother, um, I don't have any stats in front of me or anything, but I do know off the top of my head that when he goes on vacation, he usually becomes complacent and will lose that week because of whatever he's doing to ignore his starting lineup. Well, I I really hope that's the case. I really hope that's the case. Knock on it. Um, All right. Well, in that case, this week's commissioner's question, since we are talking, we just talked trades. Um, So how would you go about vetoing trades if you ever were to? And then have you ever had any trades that have stood out to you, whether you were a part of it or you were just a commissioner in a league where you had like a, a really either out there trade or a trade you saw to be really beneficial, anything of that sort? I mean, most trades are going to be fair, but um, there's, I mean, this year alone, I've already had two situations where I had uh, some of my coworkers in one of my coworker leagues, uh, accused me of cheating and, and saying that the trade wasn't fair. I think he was just bitching and complaining about it. But because um, the team he was playing uh, that week was the team I made the trade with. So he just did. He, I think he took it bad. Off. He took it personal, basically. Yep. And, um, you know, he started yelling collusion and bad trade, bad trade, this stinks. And, you know, I said, just to shut him up, I said, you know what? We'll cancel the trade. That's fine. You know, I, we can commence with this next week or, or whatever we need to do. And then at, in the end, he was like, no, go ahead and just put it through. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm the boss here, bro. So well, I'm yeah. not that kind of commissioner. You guys should know that. I, I'm I'm not I'm not a this is my league type of guy. This is our league. You know, it's a you're, you're not out there rolling with an iron fist. You're 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 a democratic commissioner. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm a I'm I'm firm, but I'm fair, and you know I'm a man of integrity too. If you're gonna if you're gonna like try to accuse me of collusion or cheating, then I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make that go away. Uh, no, I'm not I'm not John Gruden here, you know. So uh, shout out, shout out John Gruden, man. Um, so <laughs> um, so what was the trade that was made that that if you can remember off the top of your head uh, that had this guy screaming collusion? You know what's you know what this is what makes it look even more stupid on his side. It was actually a straight up uh uh trade. Uh let me see it was Barkley for Leonard Fournette. I was getting um Barkley, he was getting Fournette. So if anything, this other guy did get the better end of the deal. Um, <clears throat> but I thought at the time I thought it was a fair trade. So but yeah, it was a one it was straight up RB one for straight up RB one. You know, like what's what what's the where's the collusion in that? You know, especially <laughs> when he's giving up Saquon Barkley. You you would think like, oh, okay. Like you would think if, if anything, based on name alone, oh, Johnny Roca is, is trying to steal this guy away, but right. That's, yeah. that's absolutely insane. And then, and then another story I was going to say to answer that question um, altogether is um, I'm in a family league where my nephew and his mother, my sister uh, are, uh, were, are both in the seven, are both in the league on separate teams. My, my sister, his mom is new to fantasy football. So he's taking advantage of her and saying, hey, mom, you know, let me get Patty Mahomes off you. Let me get your uh, three more of your dra- early draft picks. And he gave her she gave he gave it her and returned a bunch of B minus C plus players, a bunch of mediocres. As soon as I saw that, I said, eh, nope, we're going to veto that. And he was upset with me. He was like, really, uncle? And I was like, hey, man, look at look at what you're doing, dude. Look he, at this trade. Come on. He knew what he was doing. He's mad he got caught up. Yeah. And, and, and this was that. After he had he had missed his draft, so he didn't draft who he wanted. So obviously he was trying to wipe up his own mess and try to you know put a team together that he liked. But I was like, no, we're not having this. And even if I did push this through, everyone else is going to complain about it. So you know, in the end, he was like, damn, you're right. I'm like, damn, I'm right. You know, <laughs> so I'm the commissioner. <laughs> so. That's right. You know, it, you see, you seem to handle trades pretty well. Do you do you see trades happening a lot in in your leagues? Because I know. In in our league that that Travis now uh, runs, there are hardly ever any trades. Although we do like to fuck with each other, and we'll you know we'll send stupid trades around to each other, not yeah. not to point any fingers at anybody. Cheese, um, but hey hey, I'm trying to help out Dominic. <laughs> Dominic is really struggling right now. If we're gonna get into the injury report, it's pretty much the Dominic's team report. Yeah, nice. <laughs> we'll, we'll, um, we'll get into that later. So, so are you seeing a lot of trades go down or is, or is it starting Is fantasy football starting to turn into the waiver wire show? Basically, you know, actually I'm seeing a lot of trades in a lot of my leagues right now, um, a little more than ever. Um, and I just think it's guys who I think is a result of guys who were not happy with their draft picks and they're just trying to mix it up. I know personally, I like to make trades uh, to balance the universe, if you will. I know that's the reason why I kind of initiated a trade with you. I was five, was a four no at the time. You were going four, and I was like, you know, let's try to uh, try to even the the battlefield a little bit because I just like to do that. But also, just a little change is nice. Kick all the ex girlfriends, all the toxic girlfriends out, and uh, get some new booty up in the house. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. All right. All right. So, do you have some some stardom, some situms for this week? Uh, how, <laughs> how are we looking? I do got a couple of stardoms and situms here. Um, uh, anybody now we're running into bye weeks. No, I know you guys are going to go a little more in depth about this later, but mm-hmm. uh, Joe Burrows against the Lions this week definitely give jo- Joe Burrows a start. He's eating up anyways, and he's got a nice uh, receiving core and he's throwing to his running back. So definitely give him a start if you have him. Uh, my running back to start is going to be Chase Edmonds out of Arizona. Uh, he's actually number two in passing targets on that team, um, and he's be a great, a great RB2 start. My sit-ups are going to be uh, old. Um, Old dirty bastard, <laughs> old Dell Beckham Jr. I don't know why, you know, ODB. ODB. Same clan. Um, it's it's just not happening for him. So don't even think about starting him if you have him on the bench. If you have no other options, maybe pick someone off the waivers. And I'm going to say the same thing for Big Ben uh, Roethlisberger. He's playing Seattle, which is a nice and tight matchup, but man, it's just over for Big Ben, dude. I don't I don't know if, uh, if there's going to be any more good games down the road for him. Maybe one or two he can squeak out. But um, if you finding yourself uh, having no one else to start, go to those waiver wires and pick up another quarterback. But do not start Big Ben. Beautiful. Well, again, thank you, Johnny, for coming on. I, I know the people out there love 
their commission's corner. So this is this has been great. This has been awesome. Right on, guys. Hey, you guys have a great day. Good luck out there. And uh, everybody, show some love to the Points and Doinks podcast and to my man Cheese over there. Curveballs and Care Shots, man. My my new favorite, second favorite podcast. Oh, okay, I was going to say, easy now, Johnny Roy. Easy he's, on the he's, favorite. Uh, favorite but... Instagram follow for a podcast. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. Well, Johnny Roca, thank you again, pal. And uh, good luck this week in fantasy. All right, man. Take care. Take care. Uh, um, All right. So thank you, Johnny Roca, for the commissioner's corner. We're just going to get on into it with the weeks. As he said, we do have some buys. So it's not going to be as long of a segment. But next week, Tyler, next week is the bipocalypse, as old Matthew Berry called it. Um, If you're... Look, should you look ahead to week seven, even though this is week six, just to see what you're looking like and trying to, you know, I know you one week at a time, but next week, week seven, as you would know, if you drafted some people that there's a lot of bias coming up recently. Yeah. Um, I usually am one to say one week at a time, but I think this is the exception of you have to look ahead and because with so many buys, so many people are going to be playing the waiver wire that, you might want to look ahead and see who's available on the waivers at the moment um, and try and get ahead of the curve. Basically Uh, right now we only have the Falcons, the saints, the jets and the Niners. And next week it just gets great. But at the same time, if you were drafting smart, you should have seen this coming. You should have drafted accordingly as well. So you're saying you should have drafted all three Packers star players, even though they're doing really good at the moment. Yeah. uh, I mean, just wait next week it's a tough look for for whoever did that Hmm. or for whoever whoever you know hosts a a fantasy football podcast but still did that Hmm. Hmm. let's get on into the thursday night matchup we get the philadelphia eagles hosting the tampa bay buccaneers tyler uh two offenses that could put up some points the buccaneers defense isn't exactly shutting everybody down so the eagles i could see uh scoring some points here yeah, um, Tampa Bay, man, it's, it seems like Antonio Brown, I think you said it at the beginning of the year, is starting to slowly, slowly creep his way up to almost number one wide receiver on that team status. You know, he, he ended the day with seven receptions for 124 yards on eight targets. He led the team, or he was second to, to Chris Godwin in targets, but still made the most out of everything he had, so. Antonio Brown really starting to show out for, for the uh, Bucks. Yes, I'll take my victory lap on that, and I think Antonio Brown's taking a victory lap with everything going on with John Gruden and the Raiders. But, yeah, uh, I mean, think think about that. Antonio Brown is starting to look like the least craziest person out there. I don't know. Yeah, we'll just ignore the fact that he, you know, he still has ongoing investigations going on. But you know, the the Buccaneers, you know, they they look past that. But anyways, that's uh. So for the Philadelphia Eagles, um, as I kind of said, if Davis or not Dave, well, not Davis Mills, we'll talk about Davis Mills a little bit. But uh, if the Miami Dolphins can do some damage, and I think the Eagles can do some damage here. Jalen Hurts are probably not like your number one starter, but if he is, I think you can feel confident in him. And Devontae Smith. I keep talking about him, trying to make him a thing. He had another good game last week. He's very inconsistent. I think this week I do have him on my team. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to start him. He had eight targets last week, and I think this is going to be a shootout. And it might not be a pretty game for the Eagles. It might be similar to that Monday Night Football game with the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. But I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot to kind of keep up with them. And Miles Sanders. You know, I think if you drafted him, you're kind of kind of shaking your head right now because he's not as productive as you thought. Kenneth Gainwell taking some touches away from him. But I think at this point, especially with some buys coming up, you, you just got to start him and just hope for the best. Right. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, speaking of those Dolphins, we get a lovely Florida matchup here. We get the Miami Dolphins taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. But once again, it's across the pond in London. So two Florida teams in London, Tyler. Are you excited for this? Are you getting up no. at 630 in the morning to watch this game? Fuck no. On a work day for you. Or no, no. off a work day but for you. Yeah, it would be my Saturday. Um, no, I'm not. I didn't do it for last week's game. I'm not going to do it for this week's game. 
Um, and Jacksonville, I don't know what the hell is going on over there. Urban Meyer said he wants to rush and throw for 250 yards every single week. Um, I think everybody would want to do that. Yeah, I'll, I think that's the most like – that's like going out there and saying, you know, we want to win every single week. No shit, Urban. That would be nice, but you just can't fucking do it. You can't do it. Um, You're not Ohio State playing podunk Division two teams anymore. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think the only fantasy viable option is James Robinson out of Jacksonville because they just the, – the way they, they spread the ball around, I mean – Dan Arnold and Jamal Agnew led the team in targets last week um, after Urban Meyer said that LaVisca Chennault Jr. was going to play a bigger role with uh, with what's-his-name being out, DJ Chark being out. So um, very confusing situation going on over there. James Robinson and James Robinson alone. Uh, over for Miami, we're sorry. Miles Gaskin, after not being a thing for the entirety of the season, he finally pops off, so... If you started him, I'm sorry, because he probably didn't have any better options. But if you started him, congratulations, because he went to the fuck off last week, uh, scoring two touchdowns. I mean, I think it's very hard for me to expect that type of production again, but he is going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, which you've seen, not very good. So if you can start Gaskin as like a flex option, you know, that I think he, he, he could possibly do it again. I'm not holding my breath for it. And I think he's really the only viable option over there in Miami. Maybe Mike Kosicki, just because the tight ends are what it is. And uh, Jason Sanders or Saunders, Sanders, Saunders, Saunders, Saunders. So a uh, shout out to the kickers out there because maybe Miami won't be able to move the ball too much. Tua might be playing. He is questionable. So it's, it's looking like uh, we might get the return of Tua. Not saying that means anything, but he might be there. Uh, then we get the Kansas City Chiefs taking on oh. the Washington Oh wait, no, you're right. You're right. So I was like, I I thought I didn't uh, didn't do the Jaguars yet. Again, too early in the morning. I'm still getting back into the podcasting game. Let, let's cut me some slack here. My bad. My bad. Cutting you off. I'm sorry. Okay, so we got the battle of two and three teams. We definitely saw this one coming. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Washington Football Team. Tyler, is this? Uh, revenge game for the entire Chiefs team because they're salty and they're just going to want to put up a thousand points. But a lot of people are injured. Who's so? So do you have the the list of the injuries for Kansas City? So Ceh is out with the knee. He is definitely, I think, out for this week and probably he's, for I the think next they put, couple weeks. They put him on IR, so he's definitely out three weeks. Uh, so then we have uh, Tyree Kill. He was out late, I believe. That is also. Like a knee injury, but that's more like a tweak. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a stinger at the very end. Uh, I think Kelsey's the least likely to miss, but you, you just never know with a stinger. Tyree Kill, there's a possibility he could miss, and obviously Ceh is gone. So, oh, I didn't. I typed in Hill. I didn't realize there's so many hills in the uh, NFL. Yeah, Shout out Taysom like, Hill, who's now a quarterback, as he should be. Uh, <clears throat> I think he should go back to being a tight end. Um, uh, I don't know about that. Um, so what you're saying is this makes my Josh Gordon pickup look a little bit smarter. He caught a pass last week. Good job. One pass. They caught one pass. He's working his way up this week. He's catching 10 of them. Um, Tyreek Hill not expected to miss any time. So Tyreek Hill will still play. What about Travis Kelsey? Nothing out on him. I've been checking mightily on my boy, Travis Kelsey, but, uh, it's a stinger. So it's just kind of like a wait and see attitude. Nothing has come up on practice reports yet, but as we record, they're having practice right now, I assume. So I was, something will come up, you know, just, yeah, just kind of check. Cause if you have <clears> Travis <throat> Kelsey, like me, you might not have any, any tight ends on your bench. So just kind of keep yeah. an eye out on that. And, and Washington's defense, which was supposed to be somewhat decent this year has just looked absolutely terrible. So you really, really hope that Travis Kelsey plays because this could be potential for a really good week after he's had some, not so stellar performances of late. They still, still, you know, top two in fantasy and he ain't number two type thing for tight ends. Um, but if he is expected to miss, uh, I do like Tyreek Hill to go the fuck off. And I like Mecole Hardman as well. Um, with the running back situation, they have both Jarek McKinnon and Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams obviously has been with the team a little bit longer. Jarek McKinnon, a kind of, newer addition, but I do like Jarek McKinnon's talent a little bit more. 
So that's kind of like a feel it out, see what happens this week, and then next week, you know, make your judgment based off that. Agree. Uh, over to Washington, we have the Chiefs defense. I'm not scared of. I you know, I don't think anyone was really scared of them to begin with. But Terry McLaurin, you know, he's going to go off. I think he's going to have a big game. Leads the team of targets as he should but uh ricky seals jones he had eight targets last week a five catch 41 yards yeah it's not the prettiest thing in the world it's not travis kelsey numbers but just another kind of dart throw thing out there for you uh you know jd mckissick antonio gibson they're kind of doing their thing gibson is questionable and curtis samuel after coming back uh he is hurt once again so yeah re-aggravated that injury again so um, hate to see it. Absolutely hate to see it for the Washington football team. Uh, then moving on, we get the Los Angeles Rams taking on the uh, New York football giants. The giants, they are banged up once again, pretty much their entire receiving room is uh, going to miss this game. Daniel Jones has a concussion. So it might be the Mike Glennon show, Tyler. Oh, love to see. I love Mike Glennon, but we did get a question in to the trapdoor email from Johnny Roca, but this is a question from Manny and Hollister. What are your thoughts on Robert Woods? He sucked early in the season. And all of a sudden he has a big game. Was that a fluke or will he be consistent going forward as a man who bought in heavily on Robert Woods? I understand your pain. Uh, if you listen to the commissioner's corner, I did end up trading him away in one league, still have him in another league, but, uh, Sean McVay came out before that game and said that they were going to start trying to get Robert Woods more, more invested in the offense. So I don't expect, you know, 12 receptions, 150 yards every week, you know, 14 targets every week, but I do expect him to, to, to have an uptick in what, and what we've seen from early on this season. Um, they were still able to get, Cooper Cup 10 targets at last week as well. So it seems like they can keep those two guys fantasy viable. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I said last week that this game upcoming could have been like, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease because it did seem like Robert was was not very uh, happy with his target share. And, you know, he just went the fuck off last week. Now, as I as you said, I don't think he's going to go that crazy again. But going up against the Giants, um, you know, we saw what Dak Prescott and them and, and them boys did last week. So and the Rams want to do that, you know, to the nth degree. So uh, Robert Woods, I, you know, maybe if you're like kind of done with him, like Tyler is, maybe you try to sell him high and yeah. try to get somebody else out of him. Like you traded Antonio Brown. Like I, I do love Antonio Brown. I know I was saying that beginning of the year, but if you can kind of get someone, you know, like that elk, then then go for it. But and, if, and if you're going to hold on to him, I'm fine with that too. And especially now that he's had this big game, like I traded him before the big game. So you could probably get, get a little bit more out of it as well, but just based off his last numbers and the fact that Sean McVay is trying to get him at, you know, more targets in this offense. Okay. Maybe uh, you try to work a trade with Dominic and try to, you know, trade for well i guess he doesn't really have anybody anymore i was gonna say everybody's you know fucking beat up so i don't want those crumbs for dominic oh poor dominic i did want to read it off real quick because it is because i saw a tiktok the other day and it was like some poor lad out there has this lineup it was just like every single person who was injured i see like like 80 percent of them were dominic's guys yeah yeah that was just uh so dominic uh he his quarterback was russell wilson uh already on ir Season Which we beast. only have two spots, unfortunately. Dominic uh, is taking up all the IR spots at the moment. Yep. Jarvis Landry, uh, da- uh, David Montgomery, uh, Sterling Shepard, he's questionable. Russell Wilson's out. We said that. George Kittle got put on IR. Uh, Kenny Galladay's doubtful. And Dalvin Cook has been dealing with his injury for the last couple of weeks, which I've cucked him with Alexander Madison. I try, hey, I tried to trade him Alexander Madison. I tried to help him out. It would have worked out last week, but no, I'm apparently I'm an asshole. Well, why don't you tell the people who who you offered up in exchange for? Uh, I was going to trade Alexander Madison and Cortland Sutton for David Montgomery and Jameson Crowder, which I think at this point, after last week, you know what? That's not a bad trade. No, it would have it, it would have been okay. Damn, I bet you he's kicking himself right now after that one. Yeah, Cortland Sutton had a good game on my bench. Alexander Madison had another, what, 30-point game after he had another one when he started two weeks ago. So who's the asshole now? You know what, though? 
he made a smart move. He went out and he got Devonte Booker. So, he, good job. If, because Saquon Barkley is out, if you saw, he rolled his ankle. Unfortunately, as I jokingly said, I didn't get any laughs back. I thought it was a good joke that you know Giants and Cowboys Week Five they just take everyone's ankle. Unfortunately, no, that, that was funny. I was just busy. I'm sorry for that. Oh, you I didn't give me a pity when, chuckle when I read it two hours later. I chuckled. And then I also went, well, what the fuck happened? I had to go look it up. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, Saquon Barkley had a tennis ball in his ankle. He is out. Uh, Devin Booker, uh, he will be playing in his spot. Uh, He played for the Raiders last week or last year. He was uh, quite good. And as I said, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, you know, everyone over there is kind of hurting for the wide receivers over there. But Kadarius Toney, he had 13 targets last week and he went off. He actually did go off the field because he got into a fight. But um, I think he's, if you're going to look at someone between those two guys, he's definitely a viable pickup. I know we're past waivers. So maybe he slept to the cracks and you can try to get him. But Kadarius Tony is a solid pickup who I think has season long value compared to Devin Booker. Who's just going to, or Devin Booker. What the hell's his name? I'm Devin Booker, uh, Devonte Booker, Devonte Booker. Sorry. You know, basketball season's coming up. Tyler. I'm getting excited. I know I, uh, I can tell, mm-hmm. but uh, Kadarius Tony, I think he's a thing, Tyler. I, I Yeah, especially with the amount of injuries going on in that receiving core. I could absolutely see that. Um, I just want to, because you brought up Devin Booker, the, the guys at work are calling me Devin Booker. They say I look like him. Do you see that at all? I was going to save that for a question for curveballs and chair shots, but I forget every week. Um, I mean, if only we like ask for a call to action every week on Instagram. Yeah, but the, I forget. All right. I forget to actually ask the question. Um is that just the weirdest thing? Like, that's that's wild, right? That's not even... So I did listen, because, you know, I, I listen to the podcast every single week, and I did kind of like, what are they talking about? So now I got to pull up a picture of Devin Booker, and I'll put it side by side with old Ty Gundy 27 if I can actually type in Devin. It's too early in the morning for this shit. I agree. Okay, so here we go. We got old, old Devin Booker. We got Tyler right next to him. Can you take your glasses off? Oh, yeah, sure. You want a side profile? Right, that doesn't work with my phone. Oh, sorry. Let's see. Um, I mean, I it's not like the craziest thing in the world, but I I still don't exactly see. So you guys have like the kind of same like oval type head shape. Um, with when you have your glasses off, you know, the eyes kind of do match a little bit, but I don't know why they would have seen you with your glasses off. I don't. I wear my contacts at work. That's why. Oh, okay. That that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So that that you know that was just the wild that that came up and they've been calling me devin booker since like week one so i was like you know what you guys got I'll a basketball it. court in the uh, warehouse you'd be dropping 50 on them <laughs> we do have a basketball hoop but i gotta go i gotta work off the rust if that's gonna happen um all right okay let's let's get back off on track. You know, i've been told i don't like going off the rails but actually it's because i get yelled at if i do go off the rails by the studio audience aka dominic but- Dude, I, I'm, I'm looking wait a second i'm looking through the recent activity in our league. And I think Dominic is the only person who has ever used the likely, the, are you considering trading this person? He put likely to trade Adam Thielen. I did see that. You know, he's, he's just trying to use every single feature he can. I guess so. And after being cucked a couple times on the waiver wire, you know, he's, he's trying to make some moves because yes, I did cuck him on David Montgomery as well. So hate to see it. Let's see. We, go go ahead. I'm I'm just trying to come up with some stupid stupid trade to send to him. Uh, then we get the my boy Davis Mills after going off last week against the New England Patriots. He's going to take his team into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Heartbreaking loss. Hey, I mean, I didn't watch the first half, thank God, but I watched the second half, and uh, Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things. Is Davis Mills going to do Davis Mills things? against the Colts next week or this week, Tyler. No, no. I mean, the only person I would have thought to be fantasy viable was Brandon cooks and Brandon cooks did absolutely nothing last week. Uh, Their best receiver was actually Chris Moore five for one Oh nine and a touchdown. That's fucking wild. That is, you know, I don't know what to make of this team, but I know one thing I'm not starting anybody this week. If if they have Houston on their on their you know jersey, I ain't starting them. 
So I can understand why you would be angry at, at Brandon Cooks. He did not. He has not done well these last couple of weeks, but he is the only person that they got to throw to. And we saw what the uh, what the Falcon or the Falcons, the Ravens did last week. And Davis Mills did, you know, he was better last week. Now, I, I can understand why you wouldn't want to start Brandon Cooks, but I still would say hold off, have some faith. Because you're, if you, you're probably not going to get too much for him in trades. So just hold on to him, and I think better days are ahead. Moving on over to Indianapolis, um, Michael Pittman Jr., he seems to be a thing, and I'm kicking myself because I dropped him after like two weeks of not doing anything. And then, of course, now once I drop him, he is uh, going off. He's the main target over there for Carson Wentz. Uh, the receiving core, you know, they're they're viable. They're kind of spreading around, but Michael Pittman is kind of the leader over there. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, not the best running the ball, but he popped off a big, long touchdown pass. And, you know, he he finally had like the Jonathan Taylor type of game that you were wanting. People were expecting maybe we get like a Marlon Mack sighting, trying to work him as possibly trade bait. But uh, your boy, Jonathan Taylor, Tyler, uh, went to the fuck off last week. Yeah, he's having he's having good times. He's having good times over there in Indy. So, you know, another another one of those guys where I said to kind of you know, not, not spend too much draft capital on him, And he's, he's turning out pretty well for, for people who did. Do we have a uh, Adam Thielen trade? I sent him a trade, but well, we'll what is it? I, I sent him Adam Thielen for Robbie Anderson. I That's mean, actually not a bad trade. I didn't, the... I didn't try to like rob him or anything. I think Robbie Anderson, you know, has more target share. But then Adam Thielen has a higher upside because, you know, he could go off, but he's very touchdown dependent. Yeah, I, I just I think even though they're both kind of lower floor players, um, I think Adam Thielen just has has the slighter edge on it for the for a little bit higher of a floor than than what we've seen out of Robbie Anderson lately. Agreed. Agreed. Then we move on to the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Detroit Lions. Lions cannot buy a win. They are 0-5, heartbreaking, but uh, they're, they're putting up a fight. Their coach uh, is named Dan Campbell. Is that Dan Campbell's team? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, crying at the press conference, and understandably so. These poor Lions, I mean, they're playing good football, and they just keep on losing. That's kind of like my fantasy football team. Exactly. You are the Detroit I am, Lions. I am the Dan Campbell of, of that league. I'm, I'm crying at the podium because my team is just struggling. But fuck Detroit. I love Cincy. Cincy has looked great of late hopefully joe burrow do you know do you have any update on joe burrow and his and his injury his throat is perfectly fine his throat is fine all right that's good he's the he's the throat goat um but jamar chase and him have a great connection going right now uh i look to see that to continue joe mixon and samaj p ryan kind of they they had even touches joe mixon who didn't practice at all last week didn't expect him to play a uh, really late uh, start gets a full week's worth of practice this week. He should be back to his uh, workhorse uh, mentality. So I like Joe Burrow, I like Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. And I was kind of right. I said, if T Higgins plays, you want to play T Higgins over Tyler Boyd. He only gave you five for 32, but he did. Uh, he did lead out of the two in targets. So, T. Higgins still showing a little bit more of an edge over Tyler Boyd. Yeah, we're definitely seeing when all three of them play, it goes Chase, Higgins, and then kind of a little bit of a drop-off down to Tyler Boyd. So I think at this point, Tyler Boyd not really starting, you know, has any starting value at the moment. Really is a touchdown to pay off, but you need one of those guys to uh, to go down. So then over in Detroit, I mean, what is there really to say? It's kind of the same thing. You're not really starting much. I mean, DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. – and TJ Hawkinson are really the only two starting people you got with confidence. Uh, Jamal Williams, we thought maybe he had standalone value, but we're kind of seeing his shares and snaps go down a bit. DeAndre Swift is definitely kind of taking over that backfield. It's not, you know, Jamal Williams ain't in Green Bay anymore. He's not sharing the backfield with Aaron Jones, who, you know, even though he's like the best running back in the league, he uh, just still shares 50-50 with his backup. Yep. Yep. Uh, moving on. 
be speaking of Aaron Jones, the Green Bay Packers take on the Chicago Bears. This will be in Chicago and NFC North of battle. Tyler. Great if you have, you know, the entire offense of the Green Bay Packers, right? I mean, you would think so, but divisional matchup, they might they might play them tough. They might play them tough. Um, for the Bears, though, you know, if you if you did spend a lot of uh, fab, or if you if you had the early waiver priority and you were able to get Damian Williams, you're sitting in a good spot. He showed, a or lot you're of... you know midway through the waivers and no one's paying attention, even though the person in front of you has David Montgomery. Jesus Christ, <laughs> gotta love our fantasy league. Um, yeah, he 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 showed that he was going to get a lot of work. 16 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Um, they also had their other backup, Khalil Herbert, had 18 carries for 75 yards. So they're, you know, Damian Williams got the touchdown and he got most of the passing work as well. Khalil Herbert got a lot more, you know, between the hash marks. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting how, how that ends up shaking out if they keep going in that same uh direction, especially with Tariq Cohen still being out. And in Green Bay, I mean, Devonta Adams, he had, a, he had an okay game. He only had 11 catches for 206 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Not too shabby. Uh, Aaron Jones did his thing as well. But we're going to go. We're going to play the game. It's not MVS versus Alan Lazard anymore. Now it's Randall Cobb versus Alan Lazard. And so Randall Cobb technically leads the way. Two catches, 30 yards to Alan Lazard's two catches for six yards. So hey. there I you go. Would Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb for you. Uh, then we get the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, a battle of two four-in-one teams, two excited offenses. Are we going to get another shootout like we saw last week with the Chargers? I hope so, because that was exciting to watch. Um, with the Chargers, though, if you're a Keenan Allen buyer, I'm starting, I'm starting to worry a little bit that, I mean, he still has this solid – solid floor he gets his he gets his nut and he and he's fine but mike williams is starting to be a big target for justin herbert he 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 threw to him 16 times last week uh he ended up with eight 165 and two touchdowns so keenan allen is looking you know you got to limit your expectations i think he's starting to fall to to the number two guy over there in in la agreed as someone who has keenan allen as Wide receiver one, not exactly loving what I'm seeing out of him, but he still gets his target shares and it's just, it's more just dink and dunks. He's just getting like six catches for like 50 yards, which is, you know, kind of infuriating, but at least he's getting some catches. Then over in Baltimore, uh, Mark Andrews, 13 catches, 11 or 11 catches, 13 targets, 147 yards, two touchdowns. He went off. Marquise Brown went off as well. Um, You know, as someone who was a doubter of Hollywood, I think he's a legit thing. And after what we saw last week with uh, what the Chargers and the Browns did, um, you know, I, I think Brown, uh, yeah, Brown is kind of a uh, a set it and forget it guy. At least like at least like in the flex position, possibly as your wide receiver, because he, you know, that Ravens offense was more ground and pound. Their hundred uh, yard streak finally broke. I'm staying away from all the wide res- uh, all the running backs over there, but I do like Hollywood Brown. Finally, yeah. Uh, I would agree. I would agree. And, and I think, um, God, what's the tight end's name? Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Thank you. Uh, I think Mark Andrews is, is a Are we talking solid... about Josh Oliver. No, I'm not talking about Josh Oliver. I'll tell you that Mark okay. Andrews is a solid, uh, solid tight end play too. Uh, then we get the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Carolina Panthers. Maybe Tyler will have Adam Thielen for this one, or maybe he'll have Robbie Anderson. Which one? Either way, I don't think they're starting my lineup. Um, Robbie Anderson did have seven targets, but he's just not – I don't know what's going on two for 30, so not looking good. But Chuba Hubbard did fill in nicely for CMC, who did practice limited all week last week, ended up not playing, starting to practice a little bit more this week, hopefully on track to play. Um, had a really good game too, 24 carries for 101 yards, five receptions for 33 yards. So I think I think whoever the running back is, if you have Chuba Hubbard, if you have Christian McCaffrey, you're you're happy with that situation. 
and then um, DJ Moore still with still you know tied with Robbie Anderson for most targets five for 42 he's he's a good uh good target for Sam Darnold and this was just a it was a negative you know play script for fantasy but it was positive for the Panthers because they were just up big last week and and were running the ball out I think this week they have a they have a little bit more of a uh uh shootout potential with the Vikings and the Vikings last week, it was just the Jeff- Justin Jefferson and Alexander Madison show. No one else really did much. Uh, been talking about Adam Thielen. What did he do last week? He had three targets for two catches and 40 yards, which no, with no touchdowns, which as we say, if Adam Thielen doesn't find the end zone, he probably did not have a good game. So Dalvin Cook seemingly back on track. I mean, last week, I think he could have played last week if he really wanted to, but, you know, long season ahead, you want to kind of take, uh, you know, Take it easy. Just, you know, look out on the uh, practice reports and see what his participation level is like. I would say he does play this week, though. Even though I do have Madison, I would want him to play, but not want him to play. But I think Cook is back on track, Tyler. I hope so, because I have Cook in another league and the league that I really need a win in. Then we get the Arizona Cardinals, the only undefeated team in the land, taking on the Cleveland Browns. This will be in Cleveland. The Browns are three and two coming off of that heartbreaking loss to the Chargers. Um, let's see. I think I think I'll take Arizona here. And. Sorry, I was behind. I we, I was getting some emails from Johnny Roca. We have some questions to to answer over here. Rondale Moore, that piece of shit, um, had a decent game. Of course, after I dropped him, I picked him up. I was like, ah, he had a really good week. I think week two picked him up. Was gonna play him uh, this past week. He had five for fifty nine, but he also rushed for thirty eight yards as well. Got six targets, so he was second second to DeAndre Hopkins in targets. Um, and then Kyler Murray, I think this is – the Browns' defense has been really, really strong this year. I think this is the Cardinals' probably toughest matchup so far. Um, but I still like – I still like Kyler Murray, obviously, and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but I think this is a good game for Christian Kirk to come in. Uh, agree. You think Donnie would uh, accept a trade for Keenan Allen for Antonio Brown? He'd probably just yell at me. No, I you know I think he actually would. We'll see what I happens. Think, I think he one hundred percent would. Uh, so going over to the Cleveland Browns, uh, Cream Hunt did his thing, and Nick Chubb both did his thing. This is what you want from them, but I think we're definitely seeing Cream Hunt be that goal line back, which I think is kind of weird to me because I think if you want to, someone just to punch it at the end zone, I would want Nick Chubb. But Cream Hunt does give him that uh, pass catching viability. Uh, David Njoku went off, caught all seven of his targets for 149 yards and a touchdown. Would not expect him to do that again, but I do agree with Johnny Roca. He does not like Odell Beckham. He had a solid week, you know, comeback game, but then after that, it's just kind of fallen off a bit. And I mean, we keep, I feel like we keep talking about it. If Odell Beckham didn't have the name Odell Beckham and he didn't have that spectacular catch five years ago, I think people would just not want anything to do with him, but it's just be, the name value. Yeah, yeah he if he never had that catch, I think he would be like an undrafted player going into in fantasy. Or you know, if he had like the greatest receiving rookie year of all time. That too. That, that too. also helps a little bit. That that helps. Uh, then we get the Las Vegas Raiders, who are just you know they're they're doing great right now. Taking oh, on Team Morales at an all time high right now. Exactly taking on the Denver Broncos. <laughs> both teams coming off of. Uh, they've lost their last two games. Both of these teams need a win. Um, one of them has to win, but is one anyone going to be? I mean, they don't have to, but I guess they could. They they could uh, tie. I guess. Good to, but that's I like mean, kissing your sister. I thought we were going to get a tie last week after you know the Bengals and uh, Packers couldn't buy, just, they couldn't yeah. buy a field goal. But that was ridiculous. Uh, nonetheless, Broncos <laughs> Ra- Raiders. AFC West matchup. Someone's got to win. Hopefully this is, this is going to be wild for the Raiders that uh, obviously we're just kind of dancing around it, but John Gruden left the team. He's, he's gone. canceled, canceled, like literally uh, canceled. Like yeah, he's uh, that, never going to be anything near the NFL ever again. No, I mean, they, they already took him out of the ring of honor. The bucks already took him out their ring of honor. Um, 
but with now Greg Olson calling the plays because uh, it, Chucky was the one calling plays for the last couple of years, I don't know how this offense is going to run. So this is just kind of like a fuck it. I don't know if I want to start anybody out of this. Obviously Derek Carr has been a viable streaming option all, all year, pretty much. Um, Josh Jacobs is back. He had a pretty decent week last week. Can my fucking laptop load? What is going on here? Um, he had a de- decent week last week, but other than that, I don't know if I'm really if I'm really willing to start anybody. Hen- Henry Ruggs has been hit or miss, but I don't know if they're going to take those shots downfield this week. All right, I sent the trade. Let's see what happens. We got trades Beautiful. pending. We'll see what happens. Yes, sir. Keenan Allen for Antonio Brown, which I actually looked. Keenan Allen is actually ranked 16th when Antonio Brown's ranked 14th, so it's a it's an even trade, I guess. It's, yeah, it's right there. Uh, so I did not honestly hear a damn thing you said, Tyler. What uh, team did you talk about? I was talking about the Raiders. You're talking about the Raiders. Okay, yeah. so I'll talk about the Broncos. Corlin Sutton, he did have a a good game. Finally, uh, it seems like that's Teddy Bridgewater's favorite passing option uh, over there. He had 11 targets for 120 yards and a touchdown. Tim Patrick, next man up, seven catches, 89 yards. So, you know, they kind of do spread the ball around over there. Uh, Javante Williams, definitely we're seeing it more. He is the, I mean, they're both 50-50 shares, but Williams is doing a lot more with his carries. It was more Melvin Gordon getting a majority of the touches, but now Williams has kind of taken that over, and it's more of a 50-50 backfield. And so now it's, you know, Melvin Gordon, I, he's just kind of unusable at the moment. He really needs a touchdown. But at the moment, you know, Williams is getting the, you know, it, they're even, as I said, but just Williams is just doing more with what he's getting. Uh, then the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New England Patriots. This will be in Foxborough, so possibly check the weather to see what's going on there. But, uh, Tyler, what do you see from this one? New England's defense looked, looked bad against Houston. So I can only imagine – how much worse they're going to look against a pretty uh, significantly better offense in the Dallas Cowboys. So if you, if you are a owner of any Cowboy uh, offensive player, I think you got the go, the go ahead to start, you know, Zeke had a big week last week, 21 for 110 and a touchdown Dak threw for 300 yards. Uh, CD lamb will CD lamb and Amari Cooper were tied for targets. So, I, uh, those those four guys right there are pretty much must starts, and then Dalton Schultz because of how um, how muddy the the tight end waters are. I think you I think he's a great play. Yeah, I agree with you. Dalton Schultz has kind of emerged as like a viable starting kind of second tier type of uh, tight end. Yes, um, I, I do wonder what the score will be especially with the Cowboys liking to run the ball as much as they do. I could see this one kind of getting a little bit out of hand to where their passing game isn't, you know, as needed as it was last week. Uh, Then over in new England, I mean, nothing too much to speak of kind of, they spread the ball around Uh, the top guy from last week was Hunter Henry. So he's uh, had back to back, you know, solid games found the end zone in two straight weeks. So, you know, if you're kind of desperate or I don't say desperate, but if you know, you're looking around, I don't know what his uh, waiver wire availability is, but Hunter Henry, someone to look at. Uh, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, I mean, those are the top receivers over there. But as we kind of talk about the passing game over there, not the sexiest. Uh, we talk about the running backs, but the running backs haven't done much either. Technically, Brandon Bolden had the better day, but nothing really to speak of on either front. Then the Seattle Seagulls with no Russell Wilson will take on Big Ben. In Pittsburgh, so uh, we got got a banged up Seagulls team taking on the statue in Big Ben. Yeah, um, I'm sorry to all the people who put heavy stock into Seattle wide receivers. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are about to take a real big hit, and now with uh, with Russell Wilson being out for what was it six to eight weeks, you got Geno Smith at quarterback. It's it's gonna look rough from here on out. Uh, Chris Carson was dealing with a neck issue last week. They said he improved over the weekend, but still too early to tell if he's gonna play this week. If not, Alex Collins will start. Alex Collins will probably have a uh, 
he should have a decent week um, if he is the the starter going in. And then uh, I I just I I'm staying away from the wide receivers just to kind of give it a a feeler out pretty much figure out who who Geno Smith's going to favor going forward. Yeah, I think if you have to pick one, I think it is DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, more of like the downfield kind of boomer bust type guy. I would assume Metcalf is going to get more of the target share. It's going to it's going to be just like what it is with Russ, but just in a limited capacity. Now, I have, you know, Geno's a, a solid backup quarterback. He's no Russell Wilson by any means, but uh, it's definitely a rough stretch for a, C- a Seahawks team who I thought could actually compete for a uh, a division. Never forget, Geno Smith got punched in the face by his own offensive lineman. Never forget. Moving Never on forget. to Pittsburgh, uh, Chase Claypool had a monster game last week. Five catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Najee Harris continues to just be the only person to do anything over there in that backfield. So, uh, you know, Juju out for the rest of the season. So that just takes down, you know, his shares and it rises up. I think Claypool's and Johnson was kind of already like the number one guy over there, but it is kind of weird that we don't like Big Ben, but yet I still think the wide receivers have value. It, it's it's just well, weird. I just I just think they they throw the ball so much that they have to that they'll eventually end up. He's got to throw it to somebody, right? So they end up being fantasy viable in that in that aspect. Agreed. Uh, then we get the Monday night matchup between the Buffalo Bills taking on the Tennessee Titans. Last week, last year, this was a sexy-looking game, but this year, just Buffalo is just absolutely murdering everybody. But with Tennessee, I think Derrick Henry should have a, a decent game. He's not going to have a 133-touchdown game, but I think they're going to try and set the pace with him early, so he's going to get his touches early. They're going to fall behind big time and Tannehill's going to have to scramble to throw the ball. So I do like, um, I do like the wide receivers over there. Hopefully Julio Jones can make his way back. So if he does Julio Jones, if not AJ Brown should see a lot of targets this week. Um, Nicole Pruitt was their was their leading fantasy receiver last week with, oh wait, no, sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, technically he had one catch for 14 yards and a touchdown second to Marcus Johnson who went three for 52 so just not a lot going on over there lighting up over there in Tennessee then yeah. for Buffalo um you know they're just continuing to do their thing uh Doc Dawson Knox was actually the leader receiver over there the tight end uh three for 117 and a touchdown so I think if you have him you're ecstatic at the moment because he probably didn't cost you too much or you picked him off the waiver wire uh Stefan Diggs two he had a he had a nice two for 69 but no touchdowns uh, Emmanuel Sanders got in the end zone twice so I think Sanders has definitely kind of you know been that number two guy he has some value but I want to ask you Tyler if you have Dawson Knox he's had these you know big games back to back are you looking to flip him sell high or are you holding on to him because the tight ends are just so meek that you're like you know what if he goes off he goes off and if he doesn't fuck it unless you could flip him for another tight end, I'm holding on. Like if you could, if you could flip Dawson Knox and try and get somebody like Noah Fant or, or um, who's the one we were just talking about. That's worked themselves into second tier tight end. Fuck. Hunter Henry. No, we didn't talk about Hunter Henry. I mean, I talked um, about Hunter Henry. No, Dalton Schultz, Dalton, Dalton Schultz for, for the Cowboys or Hunter Henry as well. Like if you could flip it that way, I would yes. much rather have Dalton Schultz, Hunter Henry. Yes, but if not, Dawson Knox, I've always liked his his talent. And at the same time, uh, he's always gotten a lot of red zone targets. So he's he's been touchdown or bust. Um, so it depends on what you're looking for. If, if you're willing to take that gamble and, and ride with Dawson Knox for, for that touchdown dependency, the red zone targets, and that's the guy for you. But if you want to uh, – if you think you can flip them and you could get somebody like, like I said, a Noah Fant or a guy like that, then I would try and do that. All right. So that is it for the preview. We do have some questions. So Tyler hit us with the questions. We do have questions. All right. So from, this is from Mooch 
representing the 5-0 Canyon Hillbillies. They have two questions, which this is wild. This is their first year playing, and they're 5-0. and That's that's crazy. So, so my f- why, well, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you're going 5-0. and But if you do the podcast, I mean, you're going 0-5 and, 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 you know, flirting with 500 like your boy. Exactly. Uh, this is my first year playing fantasy football, and I wanted to know if you could break, break down the letter status of the players. When I saw that one of my players had a D under their name, I thought it meant dead, LOL. So can we break down all the letters that we may see under a player's name, what they mean, and what to do? This person okay. is this. They're five and zero. Oh. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm upset, but we don't shame on this podcast. We don't fantasy shame on the podcast. Never, never. But uh, so it goes: questionable, doubtful, and out. Is there another one? And IR, I, and IR, IR. But if they're on IR, they're on IR, and they're gone so, for yeah. So, so pretty, IR is actually yes, like probably the most confusing one because you know IR means they're out for at least three weeks now. As a new person, you would know this. IR used to be like you're gone for the entire season, but now they kind of changed it up. It's just a three week thing. So I don't know how you have it, but if you have you know IR spots, you can put them there. You can find other people out. Obviously, they're out. Questionable. Yeah, they're questionable. I mean, for fantasy purposes like that really like a lot of people are going to be questionable throughout the entirety of the season just kind of you know pay attention read reports i don't know what app you have but you know on espn they have like updates for every practice normally so just kind of you know keep your ears to the streets doubtful it's pretty much the same thing as out if they're doubtful they're most likely going to be out i was going to say questionable is the one where you really have to pay the most attention because you have guys that are that are, uh, you know, deal with injuries constantly that are questionable every single week, but end up suiting up and playing on Sundays. And then you have guys who you normally don't see on injury report come up as questionable. And it's a little bit more concerning. Um, Like even just missing a practice, they have to put something and that'll be just, even though it is just rest, they'll say like, Oh, he has like a, you know, his hamstring is tight and they'll put questionable, which isn't a big deal, but it's still something. Uh, and then second part of the question, can you explain COVID-19 protocols in fantasy football? If I have a player on COVID, what should I do with him in regards to the injured reserve and how to pick up and add a player? And then what to do when the COVID-19 guy has recovered? Uh, they say rookie questions, but much appreciated. Again, we're, we don't shame on this podcast. You know, I mean, you're we, five and we, zero, so you're doing you're better than us. So who exactly. Cares? Exactly. You should be hosting this podcast, honestly. Um so pretty much it all depends on who your commissioner is, how they have that set in place. We we played last year during the COVID season, and we had to kind of – It's put, still the COVID season, Tyler. I mean, COVID's never gone. But during the, the – the, I guess just last year's season um, to where our commissioner had to put in place, like, all right, you know, if this happens, if, if, you're, if the team goes to COVID – I forgot what the whole fucking thing was, but for it, it pretty much talk to your commissioner. They'll let you know how their league does it. Every league is different because I don't know if they are eligible for the injured reserve spots if they go for COVID. So you might just have to burn a bench spot for them. I don't know. Yeah, I think it just depends on how it works, because I know like for us in ESPN, if they're just ruled out, you can put someone who's out on IR. Yeah. So but for uh, the league I do with Johnny Roca, it's NFL. If they're ruled out, I can't put them in the injured reserve spot unless they are actually on IR. So, yeah, just kind of keep it up. You know, the the covid restrictions have kind of lessened. Uh, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the season, kind of vax, you know, vaccinated players to non-vaccinated players. It's going to, it, you know, it just, it differentiates how long they can be out. Like if an unvaccinated player is a close contact, then I think they're out at least a week. So they're not, they're going to miss it. But if a vaccinated player is a close contact, there is a possibility of them playing, you know, the next week if they, you know, do negative tests and everything like that. So it's very, it's very similar just to, you know, injuries, just kind of keep an eye out open for yep. it and we haven't seen too too much of like COVID outbreaks thank god but um you know it's still a thing i think someone the like the running backs coach or somebody on the Bengals tested positive so yep. it doesn't seem like it's going to affect him too much but you know it, it still happens here and there uh yep uh and then last two questions here from gilbert morales of the raider nation for life 
team. Uh, first question, what to do about Delvin Cook? Uh, when should we expect to see him back? My only backup is Chris Carson, and if I pick any one of the waivers, who should I grab? His top three available are A.J. Dillon, David Johnson from Houston, and Naheem Hines. Now, we kind of touched on it earlier. Delvin Cook should be he, – he was trending towards playing last week. They shut him down last minute. Um, so he should be back this week. But the fact that Naheem Hines is still out there, that's a guy I'm willing to burn a roster spot for. Agree. And I think AJ Dillon is another guy who should be on rosters just because he's, you know, suitable, viable guy just on his own. But if Aaron and Jones, Aaron. And yep. if Aaron Jones were to go down, yep. he, you know, holds value. And as someone who has Davin Cook, you should have Alexander Madison. Like we keep talking about it. We like, we like handcuffs on this podcast. Tyler. Absolutely. We love handcuffs. Big, hand, big handcuff podcast. Over yeah, here. Especially, but if you're going to have a handcuff, make sure you got the key. Cause you don't want to go down to the fire department and have to, you know, meekly yeah. ask, can you, you know, undo me the night you have a Kendrick Lamar concert, but I was going to say, I never do it. I never do it before a concert. Um, never do it for a concert, but uh, yeah. If it sucks that you have Chris Carson and Davin cook, obviously Carson's gone or Carson is trending the right direction. Yeah, he should he should be back this well they said it was too early but he he got better over the past weekend so he shouldn't be out too much longer. Um and then their second question is they have two quarterbacks, they have Baker Mayfield and Tom Brady. Uh Tom Brady has questionable status this week. Who should he start? Uh, Tom Brady dealing with a fingy injury. Yeah, I think he action. But uh, going up against the Eagles, I mean, it's Tom Brady. As long as you don't hear like anything dire, I think he is a, a viable option. Uh, I, for some reason, I skipped out of the schedule. Who are the Browns playing? Browns against, play the uh, Arizona Cardinals. They play the Cardinals. At they, home, have, they have, they yeah, have, at home. So check the weather. But you know, they are, you know, Tampa Bay is playing a Philly. So check the weather as well. But and I, they play if, the Thursday game. So shorter week. Yeah, so you got to commit to one. Uh, I, I mean, Tom Brady, he's he's still the guy. He's one of the the rare quarterbacks who have no rushing value, but yet, you know, they light it up so much that they'll you know they'll put up points. So I think you're going with Tom Brady. Baker Mayfield's wanna... a, a solid backup, but honestly, I think if you if you know, I'd look on the waivers to see who else he can grab to maybe replace him. Um, he says the only. <laughs> Only three quarterbacks on waivers right now. Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Geno Smith. <laughs> that's tough. That's that's a tough look. Um, per ESPN, Brady's thumb, he was limited on Tuesday. Um, they're not expecting that to prevent him from playing. And then Field Yates says he isn't concerned with Brady's thumb. So, if they're both going to play, I think you put your eggs in Brady's basket. I think you go Tom Brady as well. There you go. Put it in the Brady basket. Put it in the Brady basket. Oh, man. Another week in the books. Another week in the books. Went a little bit longer, even though we did have some bio weeks to talk about. But uh, yeah, we're done, Tyler. Congratulations. Also, yeah, we did the commission corner live for the people. Then was not a pre-recorded thing, so. Oh, buddy, man. So fantasy football. That's your that's fantasy football for you. That is fantasy football for you. So thank you all very much for tuning in. Travis should be back next week. He should be back on Trapdoor to Hell. What's that looking like? Any um, update for the people? Uh, so Trapdoor to Hell has already been recorded. Oh. I, re- I recorded on Monday a little sneak peek for the people. Haley is back. So you full episode. So you recorded Trapped to Hell on a Monday, and you're gonna put it out on Friday. Yep, pretty much. Well, I don't think Travis left his laptop here, so it's pretty much just when he gets back, he's got to put it out. Um, I might, I might add some news, like if there's big news. Here I mean, you know, there's there. not, a, there's not a game five going on. Yeah, you know, I know. It's the John Gruden stuff isn't just always, you know, developing. Well, we were, yeah, there's more. There was more to come out with John Gruden, but we got pretty much the 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 grunt of it. So, yeah, so, so a very dated trapdoor to hell coming soon, everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. Love to see it. All right, thank you all very much. Curveballs and Shot should be on Friday on time, very timely. 
Maybe it's on Saturday. I don't know, but who cares? Who knows? Who, cares? who knows? Who, we'll, we'll figure we're it out. The, we're the Friday night slash Saturday night wars because you mm-hmm. never know. We're just the whatever the fuck we feel like at wars. Yeah, pretty much. So thank you all very much for week six uh, for Tyler and Johnny Roca and Travis having fun in Disneyland. And hopefully uh, Donnie and Dominic approve our trades. Yep. Have a good fantasy week, guys. <laughs>